And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, just me today. I'm going to be doing some listener mail, and I know I haven't done that in like a month and a half or something. It's been a while, but uh, doing some listener mail today. I had some great questions, as always. I'll try to get to all of them. Uh, guys, before I get to listener mail, if you haven't already, uh, guys, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take you know, literally five seconds or less to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, let's jump into listener mail. Uh, obviously, the million dollar question this week, uh, what are the odds Vladimir Putin uses a nuke? Um, well, uh, the Jim Cramer, uh, well, Jim Cramer tweeted yesterday uh, from, uh, what, what's the show? It's like MS, uh, or NBC Business or something like that. It's like it's, he does the the Mad Money show. Uh, he tweeted yesterday um, something very unsettling. He said, "quote It's very unlikely Russia uses a nuclear weapon." Uh, and since the anti Jim Cramer index never fails, literally, if you if you invest in in the opposite of what Cramer uh, suggests, you're gonna you're gonna like <laughs> be a millionaire in no time. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, if if uh, the anti Jim Cramer index uh, is correct yet again, then I guess uh, say goodbye to Europe. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, nobody knows, man. I mean, we have no idea. Obviously, the fog of war is thick. The propaganda coming out of the, the war in Ukraine is it's it's impossible for me to wade through and actually figure out what's going on over there. Um, we don't know how desperate Putin is. Um, you'd assume he really can't afford to to lose this war, and and the Russian army, it turns out, kind of sucks. Um, they're essentially a hundred years behind the West in terms of, of you know battlefield strategy. Um, apparently, they didn't even know not to march hundreds of tanks into a metropolitan area where they would be easily picked off by by shooters in in elevated positions. So, I mean, I don't know anything about war, uh, and I knew that I knew that much at least. So, um, but look, at the end of the day, I, I don't think Russia's allies, you know, countries like China. I, they don't want nukes going off in mainland Europe. I mean, obviously that would be that would be very bad for business. Uh, China sells a lot of cheap crap to Europe, the same they do uh, North America. So, um, I have to I have to imagine behind the scenes there's other people trying to dissuade Vladimir Putin from using nukes. Um, but I mean, you never know. You never know what a tyrant is going to do when you back him into a corner. And and our press and politicians, man, the way they talk about all this, they're they're mocking Putin. How he's losing the war, how he's crazy, losing his mind, how they've they've got him right where they want him, you know, backed into a corner, as if that's all like terrific news. You know, like I don't know. Look, like my my rifle is a lot more deadly than a than a grizzly bear, but I still don't want to back a grizzly grizzly bear into a corner. You know what I mean? Like bragging about having Putin on the ropes is not as comforting as as it sounds. I don't know, man. I don't know. Seems like that's a dangerous position to put Vladimir Putin in, um, and and just the the way our press and our government talks about Putin, they they talk about him the same way they talked about all these Muslim dictators who we killed, right? 
I mean, they, they, they talk about Putin like they talked about Saddam Hussein, like they talked about Muammar Gaddafi, you know, crackpot dictators that the U.S. could bully, we could push around, and ultimately we could kill whenever we wanted, and we demonstrated that. Putin is not that. Whatever you think about Putin, he's definitely not that. The man is in control of somewhere between four and 5,000 active nuclear warheads. So, I mean, the, the flippancy in which the West talks about these things is kind of disturbing to me. I mean, it's like... We're, we're, I might even have been Matt Iglesias, you know, broken clock is, is right twice a day, I guess. But he tweeted last week, you know, everybody seems pretty casual about the increased risk of, uh, of thermonuclear war. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't, like I said, I, I can't picture nukes going off in Ukraine, but who knows? I mean, maybe the press is right. Maybe, you know, Putin has Parkinson's or whatever they were claiming, and then he's lost his mind and all that. Maybe his health is making him even less predictable than he usually would be. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. But um, but minimizing the risk of nuclear war should be the only goal of of the State Department and the CIA and all these people. But um, unfortunately, that does not seem to be the case. Not by a long any Anything but, if we're being honest. How great is the movie Necessary Roughness, in parentheses, really great? Um, never seen it. I don't watch a lot of movies. I, I get a lot of movie questions, and I just I miss most of them. Like, I watch, like, one out of every 30 movies that everybody tells me to watch. I mean, I still just watch the same old movies I've always watched, man. So, no, I don't know. I have no opinion. haven't seen it. I, I will say, off, off topic, though, I've been meaning to bring this up. I'm finally... Uh, Catching up on on uh, Rings of Power. I've watched either four or five. I know I'm not caught up. I watched at least the first four, maybe five. I can't remember. Um, the new Lord of the Rings show. And I feel like the Twitter reviews have come full circle. So like my fr- my friends on Twitter made Rings of Power sound so bad that by comparison, it's not all that bad. Now don't hear what I'm not saying. It's not good. Like it is a bad show. Uh, they they really missed the mark. I don't think they've ever read. Lord of the Rings, or I don't even know if they like Tolkien. I'm not sure, but it's not good, but it's not, I mean, like, you know, reading Twitter, I expected Rings of Power to be, like, the worst, like, most embarrassing, woke, leftist nonsense imaginable, right? And it's not nearly that bad. Like, it's, I I was, my expectations were so low that I'm almost kind of enjoying the show a little bit. Maybe not quite. Enjoy would be a strong word for that show, but it's you know, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Didn't answer your question, but you know, hey. How many <laughs> how many illegal immigrants does it take to pick the grain and botanicals to keep Nancy Pelosi ginned up all year round? Um I mean, man, how many illegals are in the country? Fifteen, twenty million, maybe more at this point. I mean that that job seems like uh like a job for, for seven figures. Um at least a million men. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's crazy how ra- how racist the Democrats became after after DeSantis baited them into it. You know, the Martha's Vineyard libs compared immediately. It took them twenty four hours, and then they they start comparing illegal aliens to literal garbage, literal garbage. And uh, and then uh, Pelosi says last week that DeSantis should stop shipping them up north because they need them to pick crops in the south. So I mean, spoken like a true Democrat, really just going back to the roots of the Democratic Party. Um, but man, like I keep saying this and I'll say it again. When you get your opponents to start making stupid mistakes, that is when you pour it on them. You know, like that Doug Ducey op-ed from a week ago just 
really grinds my gears saying, oh, don't be mean. Don't be mean to the libs. No, pour it on them, man. I mean, it's like, it seems like football. Like, what do you think, like, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, what, what their job is? It's to, like, bait their opponents into making stupid mistakes. You saw it with the groomers. Keep calling. If they're grooming children, call them groomers. They hate it. They don't know what to do about it. So they get sloppy and make mistakes. I mean, and that's the name of the game, man. If you can bait your opponent into making silly mistakes, like saying that illegal aliens are only good to pick crops in the South, my, my goodness. And that's gold for campaign for GOP campaign <laughs> commercials. You know what I mean? Keep keep it up. Call them groomers. Ship illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard in D.C. and all these rich liberal areas. It's obviously working. They have no they have no counter. They don't know how to handle it. Keep it up. Knew this was coming. I knew uh, <laughs> after after the start to the football season the Pittsburgh Steelers have had, I knew I was going to get a couple Steelers questions. So let's let's get this over with real quick. Um, will Mike Tomlin have his first losing season? Yup. Uh, yeah. Uh, for, uh, sure will. I, I, man. I mean, anything can happen, man. The the, the man's pulled a rabbit out of his hat on, on more than on more occasions than one, but I just don't see it, man. I mean, it turns out when you lose a, a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, it makes life a lot harder. I mean, look at Bill Belichick without Tom Brady, you know. Um, like even an old 40-year-old Big Ben from these last couple years still had that dog in him, you know. Uh, he didn't have an arm anymore. He had a surgically reconstructed elbow. You know, he, he was beat up. He could barely move. But he'd still find a way to win games. I mean, they won like nine or ten games last year, and it was all just Ben, like, figuring it out late in the fourth quarter, leading him back. You know, it's... But when you don't have that, when you don't have that leadership and that, you know, that, that veteran presence, it's just, man, like, it's not good. It's not good. These guys just don't have it, man. These quarterbacks don't have it. Also, T.J. Watt's been out the last few games. He's going to miss, like, six or seven games total. And the defense just looks terrible without him, man. They don't look the same. Cam Hayward hasn't touched an opposing quarterback. Cam Hayward's going to the Hall of Fame. He has not touched an opposing quarterback since T.J. Watt got hurt. No sacks, no quarterback hits. So, yeah, man, when you have when TJ's doubled on every single down, you know playing defense is probably a lot of fun. <laughs> if you have a free defender on every play, and man, it's just yeah, perfect storm. It's not good. And then follow up question: Obviously, how bad is the Steelers' quarterback? I don't even know which one you're referring to. Um, uh, but not good on on either. Bad on both counts. Um, I mean, Mitch Trubisky. I, I was somewhat optimistic about Mitch. I mean, he, this year he's played much worse than he ever did in Chicago. Um, obviously, the offensive line's terrible. That That's not doing him any, any favors, but he has not looked very good. And then yesterday, Tomlin benches him at halftime, puts in the rookie Kenny Pickett. Pickett throws three picks to finish out the loss, um, and they weren't all his fault. I mean, Claypool, the first— I mean, shoot, I mean, it was Kenny Pickett's first NFL pass, which is picked off, and it was a deep shot to Claypool. It was underthrown, but Claypool, he, you got to come down with that. Chase is like 6'4", 240, and some, you know, 5'8", safety broke up the play. I mean, it's like, man, you just can't got to come down with that. But And, and the, his last interception was on the Hail Mary at the end of the game. Can't really count that against him. You just throw the ball as far as you can. But he didn't look particularly good. It's not good. It's not great, man. I, I'm going to try not to complain too much about the Steelers because they've been awesome for the last 18 years. <laughs> you know, never had a losing season. Three Super Bowl appearances, two rings. You know, they're in the playoffs almost every year. They won their division two-thirds of those years. I mean, it's like, 
I can't complain, man. I mean, there's a lot of Jets fans in the audience. There's a lot of Browns fans in the audience. There's a lot of Cowboys fans. Y'all haven't won anything in 30 years. You know, it's like, I get it. I mean, like, the Steelers can be bad, but this is what normal fans have to deal with every couple years, not once every two decades. So I'll try not to complain. I'll, I'll count my blessings. We had 18 great years with Ben, <laughs> you know, went to three Super Bowls. So, you know, if we have one down year, it's not the end of the world. But I mean, like, you know, part, half the fun of being a sports fan is complaining about your team. So I still will complain. But just know, as I'm complaining, it is at least partially in jest. What's up with the growth on John Fetterman's neck? Is he is he part camel? Um, that's a weird one, man. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I, I have uh, fatty tumors, like, all over. I have, like, a dozen of them. They're called lipomas. They're not dangerous or anything, but, they're you know, they're just these kind of lumps. Um, and I actually have two on on either side of my neck. You can't really see them unless I point it out to you and you're standing very close to me. But yeah, it's nothing like the the mass that, that this dude has on his neck. But yeah, it is a weird one that kind of popped up out of nowhere. But I mean, it's his mental capacity that I'm concerned with though, right? <laughs> I mean, the man, he's still, I mean, he had a stroke in, in late April, I believe. Um, Democratic primary voters still voted for him for some reason. Um, anytime he can still barely communicate. I mean, anytime he makes a public appearance, he makes that abundantly clear. Um, he's struggling with like hearing comprehension. He can't really understand the questions being asked to him. That that's quite clear as well. Um, it, it's, it's brutally painfully obvious. He's not mentally fit to serve. And I, I looked at the polling average this morning over on real clear politics and they still have it. Uh, Fetterman plus four, um, which is a lot tighter than a, a couple months ago. Obviously it was like Oz was down double digits, but, RCP has, still has a uh, Democrat plus four. Um, the last couple polls have been four and two points. The latest poll from last Friday was was Fetterman up two, which is within the margin of error. Oz could definitely pull this out. You know, I'm definitely optimistic. It looks like some of those undecided voters, those independent voters, are breaking Republican, which is typically. Ha- I mean, look. I mean, Joe Biden is brain dead as well. Um, you know, gas is four bucks a gallon. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. You know, obviously things are going very poorly, so it seems like it, it would make sense that those undecided voters would break towards Dr. Oz. Um, but you know, if Fetterman does win, if he pulls this out, while clearly demonstrating for the world to see that he's severely compromised mentally, um, that would really say something horrible about Democratic voters in the state of Pennsylvania. I mean, if, if they truly, I mean, if you look at the Fetterman campaign, I mean, they're, they're just trying to hide him in the basement because he can't really speak or understand when spoken to. Um, so the whole campaign is like, Republicans are evil, you should hate Republicans, you know what I mean? And if these voters truly do hate Republicans so much that they'll vote for another brain-dead man, um, man it, it's just tough to reason with people like that. It's really tough to reason with people like that. It would make the political discourse even more difficult moving forward. And I'm not, I'm not quite sure what to do about that. You know, like when Roy Moore, um, you know, he, he was, he, he liked the teenage girls uh, when he was in his 30s, um, apparently. When he was on the ballot down in Alabama, Republicans didn't vote for him. He lost in, in the most Republican state, you know, a, a R plus 25 state or whatever Alabama is. You know, a Democrat, Doug Jones, won. Because Republicans didn't want to vote for the guy. Democrats don't seem to have that. <laughs> they don't have that in them. Like they don't have the decency to disobey their party, or or should I say, the party? You know, capital P. Um, and that's not great. I mean, the, the political parties are not supposed to be this powerful in America. The GOP certainly is not. I know it drives Republicans crazy that the GOP isn't, but at the end of the day, that's probably a good thing. Um, but I mean, Democrats are collectivists and. 
I don't know. Collectivists are collectivists, I suppose. Have you noticed that Joe Biden stopped celebrating falling gas prices? <laughs> yeah, sure did. I mean, gas has been going up the last three weeks. Um, you know, right now, uh, it's October 3rd. I mean, right now, uh, people are driving less. Obviously, the summer's over. Uh, kids are back to school. Um, people aren't really going on vacations very much right now. The price of gas always falls around October 1st every year, and it's not. Um, it's up, you know, 10 cents in the last week. Uh, I think the national average is is around right around 380. Uh, not not great. I mean, it's close to 650 in California, by the way. But um, yeah, it's it's what an embarrassing administration, man. I mean, you know, as, as soon as the price of gas drops a few cents, you know, the Biden regime will try to celebrate again. They'll try to they'll try to throw a party again. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know who's buying this shtick. I mean, maybe Jen Rubin and David French and and nobody and and their kids and no one else. Um, but I, I don't know, man. There, there's no way. Even your average Democrat has to see through the charade. Like when when gas hits three sixty five a gallon or whatever, you know, goes down fifteen cents. I I don't know. I, I even your average like down the line Democratic voter is not going to buy the celebration. I mean, everybody knows in a normal economy, gas would be two bucks or whatever. Um, but yeah, it is it is interesting how they just kind of disappear. <laughs> you know. Uh, when, when gas starts going up again. I mean, it's just childish. You know, what an embarrassing, childish administration. Well, I get, I get, wow, I ripped through those questions fast. Um, yeah, that's all I got for today. Um, it's fun. Yeah, I, I will try to do listener uh, listener mail more often. I know I always promise that and usually fail, but I am really going to try to make an effort to do it once a month. I always enjoy it. I hope you guys, too, uh, enjoy it as well. Uh, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Um.